All right. You've been patient, you've been kind, and you've been super generous. Lots of notes in over the last years. We took some time off the air, but welcome back to Mindset Radio. So a lot of things changed, a lot of things moving forward. As we begin to settle up for the new relaunch and bring in a spectacular co-host, my dear friend, Mike Brown, to join me uh, as we dissect the art and science of results. Now, Leading up to that, Mike and I have been running the 2022 Built by Brute Force Challenge, and we've brought some amazing people to the table with spectacular interviews, sharing their wisdom and their insights on how to improve performance, how to deal with a variety of aspects, and really setting yourself up for a spectacular 2022. So we're going to be sharing those interviews here out on Mindset Radio, uh, all those bonus episodes as we start to lay the groundwork, get back on the air, get back on track, and get back moving. So thanks for hanging in there. Or if you're listening new, make sure you download, subscribe, stick around because the new episodes will be airing soon. All right, cool. What's going on, Brew Crew? Hey, Wednesday, middle of week three. Uh, loving everything I'm seeing in the post and in the groups and just, it, it just, I go to bed stoked each night, honestly, after kind of reading through everything and catching up for the day. It's awesome to see the work you all are putting in, uh, the things you all are sharing and the support that everybody's giving. It's, it's, it's just, it's kind of the community I want to have. So today, uh, I have a very special human being with us, uh, a gentleman that I am, uh, getting to know really well and already have an immense level of respect for uh, Bo Dorning, uh, who is the founder of B23 Athletics here in Denver, uh, an incredible gym. Uh, and, and to me, a lot more than just a gym, like literally you walk into his environment, and just the energy and the way he's created the space. It's like just pulling you, you know, the, the rowing machine's like, Jeff, come here. The bike's like, please come ride me. Um, but Bo is one, not only an exceptional coach and an exceptional human being, but the way he approaches physicality, the way he approaches exercise, the way he approaches building strength, the way he approaches developing yourself is right on par with where we're going. Uh, we are partnering with them. Uh, we're in the process of bringing some things together so that your programming and the things that you get are coming from uh, this radical, awesome dude who's just doing a thing. Uh, and to kind of give you a sense, the other day, Bo and I were hanging out talking, and I told him I was going to tell you this, but, you know, just did the, the idea of approach and thought, uh, Bo said immediately, he goes, hey, man, fitness is free. You know, you're just paying for the quality of coaching. And, and I really love that. I was like, wow, that's exactly right. I mean, if I'm out looking for where I'm putting my energy or who I'm learning from or, or who I'm getting to grow with, that's the, that's the decision criteria. So, Bo, thanks for... Thanks for coming on, man. Jeff, thanks for having me, man. And uh, thank you for the introduction. Not sure if it's uh, fully <laughs> deserved, but um, hey, I'll take it. Dude, I mean, that's, I've been around long enough to know, you know, uh, who's a quality human and who's not pretty quickly and who, you know, is, uh, uh, I don't, I, it's, it, my brain's going, that's an arrogant statement. Who I'm willing to give my time and energy or share time and energy sure. with, because that's become one of the most important things for me. And you know, if you weren't 45 minutes south of me, I'd probably see every freaking day. Uh, so you and Ruthie and the team down there and Keegan, everybody, they're just, they're just exceptional people. So, uh, you know, this week I taught kind of the fundamentals of what a mindset looks like, like how to get in flow, how to really connect, get out of our heads, really connect into our bodies. And 
like I told you, we've been doing a lot of lives and work kind of around the almost the theory of things or the supplemental aspects, the mindfulness to it. And today I want to get kind of hot and heavy, right, into building my strength, building my capacity, working hard, putting forth the effort, and, and how do I begin to, you know, do that well in a lot of ways. And so I really want to give you the space to kind of, you know, be you, be the essence of you and, and, and drop some wisdom in here. Well, um, you know, I think exactly what you said, like fitness is free. Um, and to me, it's, it's never been um, much of a question on whether I was going to take care of the, the one body I have or not. Um, I think it, it, it's at the core, you know, um, worst case scenario, well, not worst case scenario, but there's not a single, I can't think of a single set of circumstances where being fit or capable um, in the physical or the mental aspect mm -hmm. is, um, is a detriment, right? Right. I mean, yeah. you flip that on its head, um, being well adjusted to a sick society is no measure of health. Right. So I think now more than ever, I think it's vital that we, you know, unfortunately it seems almost to be a point of rebellion sometimes, you know, taking care of you to me and to a lot of us, um, you know, training for 30 minutes to an hour each day is like brushing your teeth. Um, it's just something you do. You don't question it anymore. Obviously it's easy to say when I've been in the gym for 20 years. Right. But, sure. um, I'll tell you the one thing since, you know, my life story, probably as much as I've changed, as much as I've evolved as a human being, I've had a sampler platter of careers. Um, I've made money before I lived well below poverty line when I first got into strength and conditioning, because you don't make a lot in this industry. But the one common denominator that a lot that kept me able to fulfill whatever responsibilities were in front of me was having a gym membership and taking care of my body. And I can't imagine even long before I got, I knew that this would be a career path for me. Um, had I not taken all of everything that I've done has been uh, a stepping stone for the next thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. whether it was, Training in the gym led me to doing this, um, being, you know, owning, I never, it was never my dream to open up a business, but it was, I put myself in a position and had to do it. Right. So I think the overarching thing with me, and I got some of this from, from the, the confidence and character things that you were speaking yeah. of your C3, um, where was I going with that is the act of becoming like, I'm a storyteller, Jeff. You yeah, know, know that about me. I know. So, Go, so. man. You're there's free, man. Reigns are off. Be you, man. Yeah, there's, there's nothing inherently difficult about squatting 600 pounds. There is something inherently difficult about becoming the type of person that can squat 600 pounds. Mm. Right? Mm. So my – and the X's and O's of, of strength and conditioning and fitness, that's fine. I can talk about them all, talk about them all day, but that's usually the least interesting thing to me. So my – message as a coach and whether it's with athletes or coaches is like i don't want to tell you what to think about strength and conditioning there's youtube has millions and millions and millions of hours of how to squat i my goal is to teach individuals coaches trainers tactical athletes strongman athletes whatever the thing is how to think about strength and conditioning right so my approach is more of the we have a seminar this weekend yeah. and i have a group of people from i have olympic lifters um 
tactical strength and conditioning facilitators, CSCS, athletes, house moms. I have this whole array of human beings that think they're going to show up to the seminar and talk about the X's and O's and how to squat. And it's like, they're in for some serious disappointment. They'll get what they came <laughs> for, but they, they will leave. They're going to leave with what they didn't even know they needed. Yeah. Right. And that's, that to me is the, the most interesting and uh, the most interesting aspect of, of the field and the least served, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. everybody out there is telling you what to do, how to do it, the X's and O's. Um, you know, they're talking, blowing, blowing their egos with talking about rotation and all the muscles of the glute and the rotator cuff. It's like, that's all well and good. But at the end of the day, the dog has to hunt. You need to be capable for like, you need to be capable for the job you're intended to do. And that means doing the thing, not knowing how to do the thing, or a framework, but understanding. And we don't understand information until we have integrated it with our own experience. Yeah. When so you, I think, yeah, man, because you said earlier uh, when we were chatting, like, like cool confidence, like what, what, what's below confidence? What gives me more confidence? Like if I'm, if I need to be capable of things in life and today, you know, just, just walking out the door takes a, a new level of capability, takes a, care and attention to your body so that my immune system is working. My physicality is ready. I'm ready for hell, anything that could happen. Right. I mean, mobs showing up, like anything could happen today. And, yeah. and, the, and, and the question is, do I have the confidence to navigate that environment? Mm, sure. Well, so, so then you yeah. have to look at what, what is worry in the first place, yep. right? Worry is an outgrowth of a lack of trust in your own ability to, overcome a set of circumstances right so i'll give you an example of this i signed up for i'm doing uh, an 80 mile paddleboard from bimini bahamas to florida for a fundraiser for cystic fibrosis in june i haven't been on the water in open water in 10 years i'm incredibly scared right i am scared of this thing but that's exactly why i'm doing it yeah when i talk when i talk to people about this like to some it sounds wild um but to me it's like I'm doing it. I'm, yes, I'm doing it for the experience, sure. but also what can I learn through training for this thing to where I can find blind spots in my own training, right? Cause let's face it, 15 years in the game, there hasn't been a single instance where I didn't think I was killing it. Right. Not one every time, whether it's protocols, methods, movements, I've all, you always think you're doing the best thing until you are shown this disconfirming information that exposes you to something that was previously in your blind spot. Yep. So if I say that I train for a robust, inclusive fitness, and I am puckering up at the fact of going and doing an 80 mile paddleboard, yes, I understand right. that's relative. My 80 mile ocean paddleboard might be somebody else's showing up four times a week. Yeah, right. seriously. But it's what do you get? So what will I get by becoming the type of person who can squat a whole bunch of weight and have the confidence to go out and attack this thing to create the most positive experience possible for myself. So it's what you learn in the act of becoming, Mm. right? That's one of our things here at V23 where it's like, remain a verb, like perfection. And like, that's a static notion, right? To where we want to believe you are always becoming, you're always in action. And that does go against 
Some people think it goes it goes against the self love thing and appreciating for for yourself for who you are. No no. I can I can fully love who I am. Yeah. And still, un- and still understand, like, if I really love myself, I want the best scenario for myself. And I can't unknow my own expectations and my own capability. So I can turn a blind spot to it and continue to put myself on a pedestal and think I'm killing it. Or I can expose myself to this daunting task. And now I'm going to learn an entire new skill set. So by the time I go out there, I will, if I've done my reps right, I will put myself in the position to be a confident individual where we forecasted as many things that can go wrong. And, you know, you're through your experience in the military, what yeah. it's repetition, 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 repetition. Yep. So whether it's going to the gym, whether it's eating clean, whether it's watching videos of your squat and finding ways to make them better, whether it's doing the same horrible, you know, you know, training several times a week, it takes a while to get better at something, yeah. but you have to give yourself the opportunity to fail at it first and then come back to the drawing board learn, evolve, adapt, try it again. Yeah. I mean, and that I mean, never ends. Yeah. That never, never ends. ends. Never ends, man. I mean, yeah, we talked about the other day, you know, I, I have, a, I have about four books that I'm kind of just writing because I need to jump back and forth at times of different stuff and God knows when they'll ever be done. I just, just, it's, it's my place to dump. And one of those is titled better has no finish line. We talked about it uh, last Sunday or whatever. And I, and that's it. And I love, I love this idea of, of, of becoming right of and 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 the thought and the the mental approach of of you know where you said uh, sorry I'm fighting brain fog today uh, but where you said you know how do I become the type of person that can squat six hundred pounds right and I and and the the I feel like that's a bounce back right that's almost a reflective statement which is oh I want to squat six hundred pounds cool what's that going to take. Who do you need to become to do that? And, right. you know, I've seen, you know, kind of been, you know, we'll see on in the groups, you know, some posts here and there where it's like, oh, my time sucked or, oh, I didn't do as good. Right. And we, and we have that rapid ability to get down on ourselves. Um, and then saw a great post earlier, just before I got on where uh, they were like, Hey, you know what? I, I kind of knew where I was today. Physically, I dropped 10 pounds out of my bag and I crushed it. Right. And I felt so good. So understanding how to how to feed the elephant, if you will, in a way, so that I am coming better. And, and that's, I think, one of the things we did here at V23 initially in 2016 was take away the whiteboard. Mm. Because I can't, it's, and, and it, it can be good because it gets people, ugh, they can they can still see progress over time, but that's one dimension, right? And that's still that comparison mindset yep. to where, I want to give people the tools to be able to, you know, stay present in their training. Like if you're looking around, seeing what everybody else is doing, you're not focused on your work and we're all guilty of it. And that's okay. But do you, are you aware of it or not? Right. And then what gets very interesting, we do this during our athlete camps where we'll pit athletes off and then just off against each other and then observe. What ha- what does your self-talk look like when somebody starts getting ahead of you in a workout? Now, you would be well-versed on that. Now, what does that do to your heart rate? Yeah. What does that do to your respiratory drive? What does that do to your self-talk? Did you give up or did you fail? Because there's a difference. Failure is fine. Giving up, it, 
you'll get good at what you practice. Yep. Don't practice being a quitter. It's that simple. Yep. Failing is going to be quitting anytime. Yeah. Go down in flames before you, before the, the, you beat yourself down about your performance. Right. Um, and I think if people would realize that fitness is a game of averages, it's not a game of every, like, yes, consistency matters. Showing up matters. You have to show up sometimes, you know, do it long enough. You get the repetition, you listen to your body. Some days you stay home and have a couple extra meals and take a nap. Some days you fight through it, but understanding how to navigate that language. Are you even paying attention to what your body is trying to tell you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's big. So it's like when we have athletes training, the first, you know, we, we tell relax your face, control your breathing. And once we let's put this in the training context for building your aerobic base, that's one of the first things we've done with a lot of CrossFitters, a lot of strength athletes. So that's kind of the foundation of your of your fitness. Right. Yeah. And the way we explain aerobic versus anaerobic. So if you're aerobic, we use that as like you're paying cash. You're actively paying a cat. You're not accruing debt. Right. Mm. And then when you start sprinting, when you start doing barbell work and things like that, that's your credit card. And the bigger your aerobic base is, generally, the faster you can pay off that credit card. Oh. So does that make sense? Makes total sense. So I love you, that. Can, you can have a huge credit, like a power lifter, right, is going to have a tremendous credit card of one rep max focused high CNS movement. But what's going to happen to them if they were to repeat that multiple, multiple times? Now, if you're a well-groomed athlete, and you've trained both the spectrum of aerobic building, right? Which is way more boring than people think it is. Most sure. a lot of people do aerobic work way too hot. Um, and if you have that and you are also, maybe you're not, it doesn't matter whether you're squatting six, but if you also have strength, stability, and you know how to sprint and you know how to move something quickly, right? Now you're a little more balanced. You're a little more capable and you're going to be a better off athlete. So. Dude, I mean, that's. It's spot on, man. I mean, it is, it, it's cool to have this conversation, right? Because I feel like this is where, for a lot of our audiences, where the rubber meets the road. It's like, how do I get better, mm -hmm. right? How do I, um, you know, improve my times? How do I do this? How do I incrementally move up in weight? How do I push myself? And, sure. um, you know, and watching, you know, clearly the, the engagement at this point, you know, we're getting a lot back and forth. We're learning a lot about our people and what they're up against and then what they're dealing with. Uh, and it's just been, you know, it's been rad to see. And so, you know, I think I'm trying to think, I, I had a question for you earlier and again, it dropped out, but so if you are, let me ask you this, right? If, if you're a, cause we have a lot of, a lot of people who don't get to a gym, uh, don't necessarily do a lot of barbell work or anything else. We have a lot of people that are very sandbag centric in some ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is great. You know, especially there's a whole crowd of us that are now, you know, 45 and older, broken and worn down. And, and, right. and the sandbag is great because it gives us, you know, more mobility and capability. And, and so it's a high value piece for us. But for those that are in that space where that's maybe that's their focus, right? They're doing mm -hmm. our sand wads. Um, they're cranking it out. You know, they're moderating themselves appropriately based on the day or they're, you know, adjusting as needed or adding what they want to add or taking away whatever. How do you, how do you see, like, what are maybe a couple things they can either add in or shift, right, um, or or add outside of a sandbag or like what's a quick easy thing because you know I mean clearly people a lot of people are still working out at home 
They kind of want to stay home. They don't want to be in the gym or they don't have access to great gyms, right? They have access mm-hmm. to 24 hour fitness or they have access to, you know, whatever. And then for a lot of us walking into a gym, I mean, I hated walking to a gym for years. I was like, I don't even know what to do. Where do I even start? Sure. Let me get on the treadmill. I'm an airborne ranger. I know how to run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what the other things is. What do you think if, if, if somebody's kind of in that home gym space, sandbag work, this, whatever, what are maybe some of the other supplemental things they can introduce a couple times a week or vary it up a little bit, kind of maybe build strength or coordination or, or push outside of that level that then kind of supports their objectives? Um, I mean, you definitely don't need, uh, you don't need a fully stocked gym to get in shape. You don't need a fully stocked gym to do a majority of the things a, a human being is supposed to do B things that, a that are put you capable above a, an above average human being. Right. Um, you know, movement quality, uh, some type of strength work several times a week, like the sand wads are great. Um, slowing down movement. One of the best, and when we went into, when we went into COVID and people like, we just gave people one to two dumbbells and they were killing it. They were absolutely killing it. Um, Slowing down movement, you can always vary your intensity with something just by slowing it down. Moving fast is easy. Yeah. Moving slow is difficult. Right? I, so say that again, please, because I want everybody yeah. to hear Moving that. fast is easy. Moving slow is difficult because dis, uh, dysfunction actually hides in speed. Mm. So when you slow things down, you can actually make what normally looks invisible visible isometric holds at the bottom of a squat with a sandbag on your back being explosive on the way up. How many people are wasting a rep because they stand up slowly. Right. And that's you. Speed is one of those things that needs to be trained. And so if you're move well and you're fast, you have excellent capability in getting strong because without, without speed, power is not a thing. So power is power is strength in a hurry. So you know, focusing with big intention on something as simple as box jumps. I just came in my dynamic work today with several seated box jumps. I think I did 10 reps, right? But that's enough to get the nervous system fired up, move my 228 pound frame a little faster and train it to be a little faster. So it's really just bringing intention into what you're doing and not just going through the reps. You, you know, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, whatever it is, like pour yourself into that pour yourself into it. And if you don't have a coach, like if you've been in the game for a while, you video your workout, see, do an eight minute AMRAP and video yourself. How much of that time are you actually moving? How much time are you breaking for water or grabbing your phone? It's like going, everything's in airplane mode and it's you in that sandbag. And can you even do 10 minutes away from your phone? I'm sure you guys are dealing with that in, in your yeah. brute thing. Yeah. And it's for the 90 minutes people spend in a gym, how much of that is actually productive? Yeah. So are you productive in your training or are you just busy? Yep. Are you just checking the boxes and recording your workout to say you did it? So it's like next time you do a five-minute AMRAP or an eight-minute AMRAP, record yourself. See how many times you actually break. Now you can learn. Um, watching that, should I make, because if, if you look at a normal Metcon, right? Say it's an eight minute AMRAP. Everybody wants to come out incredibly hot and then they slow down and they're sucking wind by the end. Would you have been more productive if you would have slowed down and paced yourself in that workout and not taken eight 15 second breaks throughout? 
And, and that's without name dropping, there are several of the highest, we'll say functional fitness athletes, sure. right? When they, uh, they, they put a training program together out to the populace. Oh, yeah. yeah, we talked about this. Said, I this, love this. This is what I did to get to the highest levels of my sport. Nobody bought it because it was incredibly boring. It was zone two work. It was rowing. It was running. It was very basic movements, but it's not that thing that they see it ain't on sexy TV either. Yep. They do the thing. Yep. And it's fundamentals, 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 fundamentals. Whether I'm working with an NFL athlete or a somebody trying to lose 20 or 30 pounds, like their framework looks the same. They need to do the basic things very, very, very well. So as far as, you know, intention in your workout, controlling your breathing, pacing, um, if you don't have heavy weight, slowing your movement down, isometric holds at the bottom, speed on the way up, isometric holds up top. Um, it, it's really, you're limited really by your own creativity. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And so you can, we, we sometimes scaling down is far more difficult than scaling up, right? We always try to make things more difficult mm -hmm. and we go heavier and we try to go faster and we change rep schemes. And it's like, no, just like, if you're on a, if you're on a program, right. When we, when I say the word program, I mean that the author has an intended outcome, right? If you're on a program, like, then this is what I tell my athletes, no matter what they're doing. The only reason you work out today is to prepare for your workout tomorrow or the following week, right? Because all you're trying to do is small marginal gains over long-term, yeah, right? Long -term. Yep. A workout today can't make you, but a workout today can break you. Mm -hmm. So slowing down, doing what you can with intention, you can't lose. It doesn't, you, you could do, if you do, you know, jumping jacks and running 200 meters out there. If you're running with intention, you're not overdoing it. You're going to set yourself up to be able to do that better next week, period. Yeah. All the human body does is adapt. That's all, yeah. right? Yep. So I mean, it's a game of averages long term. And I think that's so important. I mean, this is, and to give kind of the audience some insight, like this is the way we want to be moving our programming. And, you know, because we're, because we're in this large community and people want to see results, you know, the thing you, thing you left out about the guy who built the program that was like, here's how I won. Here's how I did it. Here's how I... Here how, here's how I built the capability and became the person that could do the thing on the TV Correct. shows that you saw, right? So, yep. and nobody buys it because everybody's Bingo. like, no one buys it. Man. However, then he's like, all right, cool. I want to make some money. So let me put something together. It's cool and sexy. It's all the shit you see me doing on TV. And it sounds like right. freaking hotcakes, right? And, yep. but this is the thing. This is, this is where, this is where we have to re-anchor ourselves to. That's a marketing play, right? That's, that's, that's you getting suckered into something. And, I think the way we're moving and the way we want to begin to do things is designing the, the systems to where we're going to put, we're going to put the, the, the game day out for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're going to design the programming consistent, probably boring, you know, whatever else doing the work, applying the mindfulness, working the breath work, doing the things necessary to become the person that can show up on game day. And, yeah. and that becomes the model of the programming that's coming, that's going to be coming from us. You know, I told you earlier, I said this week, I've got a, I've got a lot of notes, like, you know, a lot of, oh, and Jeff comments in the Facebook group, because uh, mm -hmm. I've been integrating a lot of breath work and I dropped, sure. I dropped in box breathing the other day on them during the workout and people just were like, eh. but here's the interesting yeah. thing. When I correlate to what we're talking about, what happened was they had an idea 
of what they needed to accomplish in a certain time, in a certain window, in a certain way, and and uh, the discipline to maintain breath counteracted that, right? Sure. So so if I'm a professional, if I'm you know if we talk about people that operate at the top of the game, that willing and that discipline to slow down when necessary, what's more important here? Learning how to breathe and regulate my system under under load, or doing it a certain time. Like what's what's yep. more important? And and right. this will produce much greater results in the long run. And so, sure. you know, I've timed this thing out so that you know the wads coming out are done certain ways. And you mm-hmm. know, this is one of the things that we want to see. Now it's like you know what? Forget the scoreboard. Forget the whiteboard. Forget the comparison game. Like you moderate today. You know, here's the wad. And, you know, here are the requirements for rhythmic breathing or box breathing or whatever it might be, you know, and, and be disciplined, right? Take that extra pause down below. Be powerful when you need to be powerful. Move with that energy. Settle it mm-hmm. in, you know, and, and really, I mean, to me, I think the, the value of the sandbag that I've learned over the time is it actually connects me more to like what muscles are firing than sure. some steel. I mean, you know, steel's great. I always have a coach like when I worked out with. I can't remember her name right now, the other day down at the gym. And I said, feel free to come by and like touch and point and be like, engage that right there. You know, because yeah. that gives me that right. point to connect. We don't always have that. But, you know, slowing down, I get that ability to connect to my body mm-hmm. and, and what needs to go yeah, on. Yeah, and also, I mean, the, the, the body understands movement. The body does not understand musculature. It doesn't, right? We try say, putting it in yeah, our framework. More, so. Say more about that. That's... And interesting. So the body doesn't understand musculature, right? We're not designed to move in this, this one or two dimension thing. So something like a sandbag that you can't get with a barbell, right? It's almost like a fourth dimension. Mm. Um, picking something heavy up, squatting, like everything is how the body has trained to move together. So even like for some of the real spooky tactical guys that I've, that I've trained, um, they never use barbells yeah. ever, right? These guys are on the road all the time. And a lot of the work they're doing is sandbag, odd object, heavy carries, rucks, and then enough zone to aerobic work to make you puke, right? So that's where I think it's important. Like, what are you building yourself for? Yeah. What are you building yourself for? What is your target with your training? And, and I use this metaphor. It's like, Again, being a storyteller, if a computer is built to compute and an airplane is built to fly, what have you? What are you building yourself for? Because we don't, you don't build a particle accelerator. You don't just play with Legos and accidentally build a particle accelerator. Right. That's not how it works. But how many people don't have an idea of what they're trying to achieve, yet just going through the motions, hoping something happens? Right. So I, I went off on a tangent there. No, no, man. Dude. But I, but I, but I think that's important. So it's like, you know, finding, having benchmarks, increase your work capacity with anything that can be, uh, one of our work capacities, which I just, I think I just wrote for resilience, which yep. is one of the PDFs we're going to release yep. is a 12 minute AMRAP. And it's very simple. It's pushups, sandbag, push press and pull-ups. And I think there's some type of run or monostructural element into it, but yeah. it's like, Break that, break that movement down or break that workout down. Where did you fail? What was bad? What was good? Um, debrief, how did you feel? And then if all you do is like, 
did you did you die on the runs? Okay, let's increase your aerobic base a little bit. Let's maybe it could be the skill of running you're not very good at. Yeah. Right. Or did the sandbag shoulder to overhead kill you? Okay. If all we do is f- play the game of find the weakness, fix the weakness, and that's mm-hmm. it. Because I, I, if I get better at the things I'm better at, that's one thing. But if all I do is focus on what I'm not very good at, like that's going to bleed into everything else I do. So if I could continue to find these hints around my training of, oh, that didn't quite go as well because I'm present in my training. Like you don't get better from experience. You get learned by reflecting on experience, right? So if I just take all these little clues and hints and then I focus on those things, even just one day a week, like you're not going to become a a master of your own breath doing 60 minutes in one day and then not doing it again for another 10 weeks because you're bored out of your mind or distractions or whatever. What is it? Like just a little bit. A little bit every single day. Maybe it's just a once a week thing for now until you become the type of person that's like, oh, I've done this long enough that I now see that there's value in it because now I've seen improvement because we don't care about things until we get something from them, right? You just have to kind of... You have to kind of stay the course long enough to see it through. And when you start getting those clues that, oh, this is getting better. There's something to this. Now, what is it? What what does it reinforce? And you start doing it more often. So whether it's your breath work, whether it's your body weight movements, whether it's slowing down your your workouts, like stay with the thing long enough. Yeah. Not not just a couple of weeks. Stay with it. And that's what go back to the commitment, right? Let's commit to the thing for eight weeks, 12 weeks, 12 months yeah, and see what happens, see what happens. And you will continue to learn because as much as I'm about exploration, commitment to something is its own form of exploration, right? Whether it's a job, a career, marriage, right? It's one thing to play the field and one thing to jump from program to program and from strongman to powerlifting to tactical, but it's like, to me, commitment is its own form of exploration and if if you give yourself the opportunity and commit to something non-negotiable 12 weeks and it's like my meditation fell off big time and i just noticed i was totally cranky and horrible to be around um i could blame it on a million other things there are a million reasons why i could sure. be in a bad mood right but it's like what is this one thing that i know i should be doing so we need to be what we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught yep. so it's like remind yourself like i need to stick to this thing i need to see this through and and see what happens worst case scenario is you realize that you've had it right the whole time and you didn't learn anything and then what does that do for your confidence hey i have been doing the right thing but nine times out of ten you put yourself in that scenario you learn something and by learning i don't know if i've ever ever sat back and been like oh i've been doing this right maybe i sat back and been like oh i didn't realize i was doing that that was benefiting me now I right. understand what was going on behind it or the, the deeper process. Now I can accelerate it. Like I've had those right. moments, exactly. you know, I was yep. just a 16 year old kid laying in the bed of the firehouse dreaming that we go to a house fire. What I didn't realize yeah. was I was like <laughs> deeply, deeply visualizing the actions of like putting my air pack on, putting my mask on, grabbing the hose line. Like I was so into it later in life. I'm like, oh, I was actually visualizing the process, you know, sure. at a deep level. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let me advance that now. Now that I know it, understand it, let me advance it. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever looked back and been like, oh, I've been doing it right. Cool. You know, yeah. a, <laughs> I don't know that I've, 
I've ever hit that one or will ever hit that I, one. I've never had that. I've never had no. that experience. That's no. absolute worst case scenario yeah. is you can shore up your own confidence in your right. own expertness. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I have been doing it. Now let's go more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Matt. No, I think that's, you know, I really, I, I just, I just appreciate the, the mentality, right? Just the, uh, the connectedness for the approach to stuff. And, yeah. Um, and you're right, man. It, it is the, it's the subtleness that throws us off. You know, I mean, even it's interesting after Ruthie's conversation, when we talked about food and everything else, I kind of realized I had this epiphany this week of things, uh, which is certain foods that probably aren't great for me. Well, let's just be straight. Aren't great for me. Yeah. Uh, they actually register as safe in my body. Like that mm -hmm. was a, when I was given that as a kid or, you know, for instance, we had Chinese food as a kid, right? We didn't have a lot of money. Mom was working her ass off. Uh, and that was a real special treat. And that was a very safe time for me, my mom, my sister, kind of sit around the table and connect because we didn't get a lot of that time. So it was not just comforting. It was safe. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so I found myself this week, like I've been paying attention, like what is the state change or what am I trying to do here? And, and connected. It was like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit off, dysregulated little unsafe just in life right now of course that's where i'm going to go to right sure and and the same thing with exercise and the same thing with everything else and so you know the, to me the biggest gain you'll ever get is becoming present to yourself mm -hmm. right at any point in time and the workout's a great place to do that a great place to explore you at a different level under load on you know in condition at max, at max capacity, at breaking things down and building things up. And, you know, I think the more we approach things that way, the more we begin to crave it, actually. I mean, mm -hmm. right? So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, absolutely. I'm going to do two things. One, you know, we've got some people on live. You know, this is always cool. We get a lot of people that come back and watch on replay. Uh, I want to open it up if anybody's got any questions. Anybody's got anything for Bo or anything that you want to know, feel free to drop a note in. If you do watch it on the replay, you can always, as you know, throw the questions in there. We'll make sure Bo, you know, gets you some solid answers. But as we're kind of hanging, man, like any other inner thoughts, where's the wisdom? Like a chance to, to ooze Bo goodness out over the community here. I don't, I really don't think so. Again, like to me is it's difficult because I can't unknow I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. Right. So for me to, I can try to empathize. I mean, we have our gym's full of our gym. We get people who've never stepped in a gym before. And what I would say for those who are kind of just getting into it, like I've seen, I'll say this. And if this doesn't, if this isn't my overarching message, I don't know what is. Okay. I've been in gyms with, I've seen guys pull seven, 800 pounds. I've seen records broken. I've been to the Arnold classic. I've seen some of the most physically impressing human beings on planet. Nothing, nothing is more impressing. Nothing is more impressive to me than somebody that's committed to making real change, period. There's nothing cooler. There's nothing that lasts longer. There's nothing that gives me goosebumps more than the people who walk. Like, like I'm not, I'm 230 pounds. I have like crazy tattoos and long hair and, and all this stuff. And we get these people who walk into my gym and they're just like, I heard this was a place to train. Let's do this. And I'm like, how much balls does it take 
Because when I was a 160 pound bow, there was no way I was stepping foot in this gym because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I wasn't courageous enough to make myself vulnerable. Yeah. So I went the very long route, yeah. the very long, lonely, isolating route, right? Where I didn't want to put myself in that position where I might not be like the fittest or strongest person in there. It took me a long time to get to that. So it's like for the people who walk into my gym and just are willing to throw down, like I'm like, I don't know if I have the balls, if I would have the balls, even as my, as I am today physically to just walk in here unannounced and be like, I'm here to train. Yeah. Like when I'm on the road and I go to gyms, like I'm in the car pre-workout, got to get myself pumped up before I walk in. Right. Because I still, because I still have the same insecurities everybody else does. I just don't, maybe I'm a little better at, at wrestling with them or I know when to turn them down. I can attenuate it, but we're all kind of dealing with the same thing. So it's like for the people out there who are just getting into it, like commit and realize, like find a group of people that actually embodies what you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And put yourself out there. Don't, don't short, you know, don't play it safe in other groups and, just kind of stay around the other people who allow you to shore up your confidence in what you're doing. Like I double dog dare you be vulnerable, walk into a gym or find a coach or do something that a, not only is going to make you proud, but be like the people that are going to welcome you with open arms, right? Like find groups of people who embody the thing that you want and learn and begin to understand the learning process and, know that you don't have to have all the answers you just need action yeah. you just need you just need forward momentum that's it yeah and that's one day at a time Dude, i love that man i mean there's just that's i feel better <laughs> you know what i mean like that's because i'm with you i mean it's been uh uh it's definitely it's definitely been a challenge over time you know and and a testament to, to the way you guys are i mean you ruthie and, and everybody there like it's such a cool, welcoming atmosphere. You know, I get, I get the intimidation of walking into most gyms, however, and that's why I think we've, you know, Mike and I were like, these are the people we need to work with. And I mean, I, I had a list of people that when we acquired Roof Force were all like, hey, you need to connect with Bo. Hey, you need to talk to Bo. You know, played around and then Rob finally, and I think Rob's on next week with me. Um, you know, nice, like yeah, Rob. Dropping, dropping a little Rob wisdom as we talk about kind of transformation in some ways. Um, and then yeah. we've got a really cool special guest uh, that's that's been around Brew Force for a long time. Uh, the following week, as we explore discipline, he's a he's a pretty rad character. So that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, let me see here. All right, quick question or quick things. Uh, building a base on a treadmill. I'll listen to you. <laughs> All right. So who is that? Frank. Frank. What's up, Frank? Frank Smith. Uh, uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned in the past is how slow is you know how slow a slow run really needs to be to really build a base. Uh, mm -hmm. Appreciate your point on slow on how slowing down, focus on form. Right. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Frank's and, and to go into a little detail about yeah. that, the reason you're doing that work, right? So it's, if you need to build like peripheral vascularity, you need to build like capillaries that go to muscle tissue. So now you can use it. You need to build mitochondria. If I geek out here, I can geek Dude, out. I, I just know. don't really like to. I know. Mitochondrial density, right? So more mitochondria in the cells that produce aerobic, they can produce aerobic ATP faster. These adaptations take weeks. So again, it's not about like, I got on the treadmill today. I am now aerobic. No, now you need to set partition this off 
and continue to build just a little bit, whether it's through time, whether it's through volume, likely not speed. If it's speed you're training for, that's one thing. If you're building aerobic base, that's done at conversational pace, heart rate, one, I, it's, I, I don't like geeking out yeah. on numbers exactly. Heart rate 140 to maybe, maybe. 150, yeah, maybe. like low that's intensity. It should be conversational pace. You should be able to say the words, I, I am okay, I am fine without having to take a breath. If you can say that, you're rough. And again, yes, subjective. No, I love that, man. Yeah, no, dude. I, yeah, not yeah. you, but anybody watching no. it. You should be able to say, I am okay, I am fine without having to take a second breath. If you can do that, you're probably, and you're not walking. Right, you're probably in probably in a zone two zone two state, which is low intensity cardio. I love that, man. I mean, what a great anchor. You know, it's like coming up out of the water, going, you know, I feel fine. Because <laughs> yep. if you you know if you blow a gasket, yeah. that's going to come out like I still sign. You know, and yeah. one of the instructors are just jumping on your ass, pulling you out of the water right there because right. you just you just blew right. a gasket, right? Um, yeah, dude, I love that. But but that is a but here's the thing. That's a practical thing. I hate I. I struggle with everybody that talks too technical in some ways. There's a place in time for a technical conversation, sure. you know, yeah. but, but I think for the majority of people, it's like, what's the thing I can integrate, implement and, and assess with right now. And that's a great assessment tool. If you're in that space, if you want to know if you're in the right zone, dude, I'm going to start doing that. I hadn't, And I now that. let's, but what else does, because that has a cascade effect because, or a cascade of effects. So not only are you checking yourself, but because you did it, you're actually building the, the uh, muscle memory, the mental muscle memory, if you will, the repetition of actually checking in on yourself yeah. instead of mindlessly doing the thing, Yeah. right? So there's a cascade of other positive benefits. Just be like, oh, oh, am like, where is my heart rate? How is my breathing? Where's my mind at? Because if you maybe you get in that state, that super deep flow state where you've been at it for 23 minutes and you don't remember a thing. Yeah. Right. Like that's yep. awesome if you can get there. Right. right. But it's like, can you calm yourself? Can you stay not distracted and just actually like focus on your breathing, big inhales, exhales, and keep the mind relaxed? Well, and that's, I mean, and, and I'll geek out for a minute, right? Because biologically, my system is shifting and moving and, you know, starting to compensate internally. You know, I always like to use comparison, like all the new cars, right? They're, they're constantly assessing road and changing pressures and tires and doing all this crap behind the scenes. You don't know it. You're just driving a freaking car down the road. Exactly. You don't know what everything's going on. Same thing's going on with the bot, my body, right? Moving into different places. And, but the check-in and a reminder to self, if I even, if I speak that one, right, then I know I'm in the zone. Two, the other thing I'm doing is I'm actually using my, mental capacity in an effective way to, to, to tell my system, you're good. Right. Yep. Hey, just a quick reminder. I'm okay. I feel fine. You know, and your system may argue back at you and be like, eh, maybe not, you know what I mean? A little yeah, bit, right. but, but that's the, that's the communication that takes place because you are rewiring. You know, this whole challenge is about re-anchoring the elephant, restructuring sure. the central nervous system to expand capacity and workload and capability and awareness and all those things. And that's where it's all, that all falls in alignment. So I love that. Tracy, yeah. thanks for this. I like the idea of uh, how you become the person. Yeah, so you can do X workout. Yeah, the idea of having to be vulnerable to do it. Come on. I mean, I think I have a feeling that, you know, and I hope everybody really ticks in and starts watching this one because I think we're going to, 
I think this one will see the comments start to get ticked down. So, all right, brother. Well, if anybody, let's see, we got uh, people on. Cool. If anybody's got any last questions, I'm, otherwise I'm going to let Bo get back to work. Um, I'll post up some of his stuff. You know, it's always cool to follow him again. You know, I talked about like Eric in my feed on Instagram. Like I structured my feed appropriately so I get the wisdom or the information or, you know, the inspiration, whatever it is I need. You know what I mean? And, sure. and I've just kind of eradicated all the garbage. Um, you know, and Bo's Bo like Eric, you know, Dr. Eric Horn, my just his little sound bites are just great little reminders. And, you know, even seeing you just pedal on the bike away, man, you know, or doing those things. It's like, dude, Bo's a big, strong, freaking hunking dude who I would not want to fight in the back alley. Uh, <laughs> however, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, doing the thing, doing the thing to get me where I want to be, you know, to gain yeah. weight. And, and I, pre I just appreciate that, that you're that guy. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. a big, uh, a big difference between you and a lot of other people out there. So, well, thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And again, it was like if anybody has any questions, um, obviously you reach out to Brute Force, reach out to me uh, underscore or at underscore Bo Ryan on Instagram. I get a lot of questions. I'm always happy to answer them. Um, and then I will be seeing you guys uh, hopefully in the the Brute Force training app uh, here pretty, pretty soon. soon. So pretty soon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, some really good stuff, really elevating the game. So, little, little fun stuff, you know, a lot of yeah. work behind the scenes, man, but some good stuff. And then we're working on the resiliency uh, programming now, uh, getting that finalized, getting that ready to rock and roll. Will be a rad program, you know. Do me a favor, just talk about that real quick while I got you. Um, before I let you so, go. the resiliency, so again, is like when, when we talk about a, a program, there, there's training and then, you, you know, Fitness is free. You can go run around and, and do the thing and be in pretty good shape. But when we talk about a program, it means the author has an intended, an intended outcome, right? So with me, when we built out resilience, it's a, it's a six week program and there, there will likely be other renditions down the road. Um, but the way it's structured is we have um, work capacity, strength and work capacity workouts. We have longer endurance pieces to practice a lot of this, the, to now you're putting the tools Jeff is giving you in action, right? Actually going through longer steady state workouts. Some of them are 40, 50 minutes long, right? And, and those are the least sexy workouts on the planet, but those are going to be the ones you get the most benefit out of, especially with these tools. Yeah. And likely that you'll end up feeling the best after 8, 10, 12 weeks. Um, the first three weeks of the program is uh, functional bodybuilding, all with the sandbag, slow down, slow tempo reps, isometric holds pressing, pulling, lunging, squat, vertical press, vertical pull. So we're hitting all the planes. And then the last three weeks, now that we've kind of built the structural foundation, now we're going to do some interval weight training with a, with uh, sandbags of varying weights. Yep. Um, and then I think there's another, I think there's another work. I don't have it in front of me, yep. but it's uh, five days a week, I believe mm -hmm. six weeks. Um, I'm really excited. This is very, very similar to the programming we do here at V23. Um, very close to my coaching philosophy and, and my message. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm super excited to release it. We've run through a lot of the workouts here. Yep. So uh, yeah, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, I am too, man. I mean, after taking a look at it, um, I, I'm actually, I'm stoked to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. I think it's, it is definitely, again, kind of being an architect kind of guy, right? I, that's, that's it, right? It is, it is, programming with intention is programming with you know a purpose um and then that just really brings up the value so 
Totally stoked, man. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today, dude. Thanks for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, Jeff, it. anytime, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Matt. And Thank we'll, you, sir. Uh, we'll get back on soon. So, All right. Thanks for joining us today. Great episode. Great conversation. Great interview. Make sure you subscribe, download, grab the next ones in line, and get ready to get set up because Mike and I will be back on the air soon with a lot more.